Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Yo, 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 podcast land. The time has come to set aside our personal demons to get heavy on the grind. As it's about to get real in the field, we got the icon, Please D, in the building, debuting today. It's going to be a smash, and we're going to be talking about inner strength. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Hey, Liz D, homie, what's happening in the party world with the dude? First show. Shout out to homie. Big dog. Inner strength. So that's the first topic we're going to be on. Really, that's the main time. Okay. And the strength is um, man, tell me this: Have we ever like we gonna start out with um, with um, this part? I think when you introduce yourself to new people, your relationships. So I guess that's to be a good place to start. You know how they? Well, what type of person are you? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, well, you know. I'm this type of person, that type of person. Okay. They're looking at that. Now, you define your own character. Whatever you say goes. Whatever Correct. you say, that's how that person going to see you. But later on in life, when you cross and you do that person on life, or that was in that element of what they said, that, you know, that don't, um, goes against everything that they like like do you like find that some people be like well i can't deal with you because you changed for example like liars and then you know of course the next person will say man i don't like liars neither okay cool that's what's up now we linked up because of that look because of that foundation that we building okay you like what i'm bringing to the table i like what you bring it to the table all right now it's easy mm-hmm. easy um saying that you know what you is but i think the harder part is is living up to that expectation agreed it is because because if you don't put it on the table like you said opening the conversation up and you're gonna say okay i don't like lies and again my counterpart will agree with it now we done created that bond and it's consistent and then that switch like you say down the line that switch up come then what do you really consider yourself as, as far as defining the character you putting on the table? Yeah, I believe so too. Man. I like to call it like, I like to say cal- character, which is mm-hmm. okay. You say what you are. Okay, cool. So now we got to do with this person. Is this person the way that he feels or she is? All you got to do now is just sit back and wait. Sit back. I can wait and see exactly that. Okay, is this real or not? 
then when you do something, like go back to that example to the live thing, you agree, you don't like it, I agree, I don't like it. You lie to me, no matter how big the lie is or a lie still a lie. Oh, oh, that one, that's a, that's a deep one there. Cause it, I guess it depends on how how much a person stands for the dislike for lying. Cause if they overshadow mm -hmm. and be like, okay, you got me this time, I let it slide because it's not really a big issue. But then I feel like they just gonna be petty about it and not let it go, and they're gonna be like just forever on your back about it. Then it becomes that problem. But if you set the tone, you agree to the tone. Yeah, well, you ain't speaking those same levels. Yeah, like, what you do then? Like, a good example. They say, hey, how you been? Oh, you know, work. Oh, you know, how was work? Well, you know, I did a little this. You know, I worked hard a couple pallets. I feel industry um, has not crashed because it's such an advantage, an advantageous tool that uh, people can use for them. Now, you just said a whole lot of things that I thought I knew about, but obviously I don't. So please, you're here, you have the floor. If you can break down each one of those types of insurance and tell us how we can use it for our benefit. Because the thing, the first magical thing, first of all, you said a lot of magical things. Um, the magical thing that you said that we don't have to wait till we expire, our loved one expire, in order to use the insurance. So can you expound upon that a little bit for me, please? Yeah, so um, so you have something that's called cash value and also living benefits. So living benefits, I'll talk about living benefits first. So that's, you know, once you get covered, you have a policy in place and enforced. Uh, your living benefits are traditionally the things that are covered things like uh, strokes, heart attacks, cancer, which is chronic terminal um, illnesses that may happen to you while you're alive and produce that income um, to provide for your household. So the policy allows you to enable allows you to use that policy to tap into the cash um until the death benefit to use it a portion of, you don't have to use the whole death benefit but you can use a portion of that benefit to um cover your everyday expenses and traditionally what i do with my clients when i first meet them is i determine their financial um their insurable needs so we do a financial analysis and i utilize the dime method and that dime method is an acronym for debt income mortgage and expenses because if something happened to you those are the three things four things that you want to be covered if you can't produce an income bring in uh income to your um your house your household so, um, so you have your living benefits, which is if if you have a policy in place, and if you get diagnosed with a cancer that allows you to go through chemo treatments, and you really can't work. If you have a stroke, that push you out of work. If you have a heart attack, something that keeps you out of work um, for an extended period of time, you'll be able to tap into that um, that 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 uh death benefit in your policy so the most interesting thing is cash value right so you have your whole life policy and you can have uh, what the whole life policy is it covers your whole life so you're covered for the entirety of life while you're living and traditionally insurance companies will do it until your age of 121. Uh, now how many people is living to 121 uh not not very many so you pretty much cover for your your life and whole life policies are traditionally more expensive than the term life policy, but it's because you have cash value. And that cash value builds over time as you pay premiums into the policy. 
Um, so say for instance, uh, you have a $250,000 policy and you get into a, a financial distress issue, uh, situation and you need to tap into that, that policy, you need to tap into that cash value, you'll be able to go in and tap into that cash value or that policy and you basically write yourself a check. All right. So there, you can write yourself a check and you can finance it to cover debt and expenses. You can invest that money into a real estate project, whatever the case may be. And um, it's at a low, it's a loan, but it's at a low interest rate compared to a personal loan or if you go into a bank and get a commercial loan because it's essentially your money that you're tapping into. And if something happened to you while you're repaying back um, that loan, they'll just take it out of your debt benefit. So if you have, yes. When you say a loan, you know, I'm naturally going to go to put my real estate hat on and say, if it's a loan and we're paying back ourselves, does it get reported on our credit bill report or does it do like our 401k and doesn't get reported? Okay, you can go ahead. That's what I want to know. Okay, go right ahead. The, the, the beauty of it is, is it's not reported as income to the IRS. It's not reported on your uh, credit report because it's your money. It's like you just borrow money from yourself. So it's... It's shielded um, and it can be used as an asset as well. So that's the beauty of, of a life insurance policy is that if you're trying to Sorry, is there a penalty or tax penalty or anything for barring against it? A tax penalty? No. Uh, but however, if you have most policies have a term or a set period of time built into the policy where you uh, will get charge pretty much like an ATM fee, right? So you go to the ATM, you get charged $2.50 or $3, whatever the case may be, if you're not a member of that bank, so to take money out. Um, after a period of time has passed, you can touch the cash value you cash value in your account, in your, um, your policy, mm -hmm. no surrender charge. So you, it's pretty much your money, you're not charging additional fee. Um, and traditionally that's like 10 years. Um, so the, the the benefit of it is that for millennials like myself and um, you know young kids, you can pay into a policy for ten years or eight or five to ten years, whatever the, the insurance company set, and you can tap into that policy without any type of charges. Now you do not get taxed. The IRS does not. Uh, it's an asset, so they don't tax you. To answer your question, I have another question. Um, cause every time you say something, it just ping, especially now this is the parental ad. Let's say I get a whole life policy for junior. Okay. And let's say I pay a hundred, $200 a month into this policy. Junior's 10. So the policy would have aged by the time he turns 20. I mean, he's not 10, he's 12. By the time he turns 22. So at 22, can he cash in that policy and do something like, Oh, I don't know, pay for college. Oh, I don't know. Buy a car, yep. down yep. on the house. Yep. So that's one of the benefits of of getting your kids covered, right? As you, it's kind of like a savings vehicle. It's another savings vehicle for you, um, and you can exactly do what you just said. You can tap into that policy and pay for college, buy a car, uh, whatever the case may be. If, if he's twenty two, you want to start a business, he can basically write himself a check, um, a little seed money to start his own business. So that's the advantage of having a whole life policy. Um, is your money, you own it, long as the policy has been funded uh, for that 10 years period of time and it hasn't lapsed. Okay. Okay. I got it. I like that. Now, you don't necessarily have to 
pay like a hundred dollars a month if you don't have that kind of money but you right. can contribute like you can do can you do an automatic draft to have additional monies goes into the policy because yep. i'm one of those people if i don't see it then i don't think about it yep so you can um definitely over over fund your policy that's something that's called overfunding your policy so say for instance junior is, is 12 years old you want to get a whole life policy on them for a hundred thousand dollars over fund your policy that's something that's called oh, overfunding your policy sorry. so say for sorry so uh, uh, if he's 12 years old and if he get a policy and his set rate to say is $25 and you want to fund it and you can automatically draft it so you won't see it come out of your account, you can set a, a date a date or a day of the month that you want it to come out of your account and it'll come out of that same time every time. So say if you want to increase, you can always increase the coverage amount. You can always overfund your policy. So um, to answer your question, yes. Okay. Okay. And what was the other type of policy that you were talking about? So you have, three. Yep. You have a term, a return, a return of premium, and a whole life policy. So the term life policy is exactly what it is. It's for a specified period of time. So you have a 10-year, 20-year, or 30-year policy. Uh, traditionally, these are for, you know, if you just bought a home and you bought a 30-year mortgage and something happened to you, you know, your mortgage is covered. And the advantage to a term policy is significantly cheaper than a whole life policy so you can get a $250,000 worth of coverage for $20 a month for 30 years um so if something were to happen to you, you get those same living benefits that i explained earlier yes okay the question is um <laughs> the gentleman says he has a lovely wife he actually called her a trophy wife that wants <laughs> wants him to get a huge life policy should he be worried yes sir yes you should um <laughs> My initial question to that would be, are you already covered? Do you already have coverage? Um, and if you don't have coverage, I think you need to start somewhere. And um, if, if if a monthly premium is something that you're concerned about, I would suggest you start off with a term policy that's very affordable for you for 30 years. And as time goes along, you can also convert that policy into a whole life policy. But the advantage of having a whole life policy is, is to do it when you're at a younger age, because as we get older, health problems are known to happen you'll have more doctor visits you'll have more hospital visits and your health record will be pulled by the insurance company for underwriting and that kind of will increase your premium so it's best that you go ahead and lock in a rate that is at a uh, when you're healthy okay so now can you explain term policies for me yep so term policies and return of premium policies that's kind of like brothers and sisters right so mm -hmm. a Policy is for a specified period of time. You have your living benefits if you get stroke, heart attack, or cancer. But at the end of that term policy, that policy is null and void. All right. So you pay twenty dollars a month for thirty years. If nothing happens to you in thirty years, that money is gone. You'll you don't have coverage. If you want to have additional coverage after that thirty years, it's gonna cost you. 20 times more. And I'm telling you this because this is, I'm a living proof of seeing that. Uh, my parents actually got a term policy when they was younger. And as I, after I reviewed the policy at the age of like 65, it was like $31 a month now, but at age of 65, it's going to be $260. So uh, it's best to go ahead and, and lock in a whole life policy while you're at a younger age. Uh, return a premium is, is a term policy for a specified period of time. But the good news is you get your premium returned to you at the end of the policy. So if you have a 10-year policy and you pay premiums of $16,000 over the 10, 15, 20 years, whatever the case may be, you get a check 
at the end of that term of that policy uh, to you. So that's the advantage of having a return to premium policy. So when you get that check, does that check mean that's the termination of your coverage? Does that mean the policy has, has expired? Yes, the policy has expired. That is your money back. That is not you know, classified as income. Once again, it's like you put your money in the savings account and you pulling it back out. And other policy that you have is called a final expense policy. So this is more for the elderly population. And you know that, you know, the demise is, is near and you want to make sure that their final expenses are covered. Funeral costs is averaging between ten to $15,000. Uh, reminding people that, you know, can just write a check for ten to $15,000. Um, you know, we see it all the time that families, they, you know, post and GoFundMe pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so, you know, do you want to be, do you want to put your family in that? position or do you want to get coverage something that's affordable 10 15 20 dollars 30 dollars whatever the case may be a month and that allows you to cover expenses um at the end of life and that is a that's not a stress or something that you have to worry about when a loved one passes okay i have a a two folder for that one okay so when you say it's for the elder population um is that like an age that that you start off with that? Does is like 55, 60, 65 before you can get that type of policy? Or can I get it at 46? <laughs> Why are you looking in the camera like that? I'm just saying because you said age. So I'm just checking. Yeah. So um, age limit, I don't know specifically what the age limit is, but I know it's for the elderly population. So I can uh, get that information and get back to yeah, you. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, you I don't want to tell you something that is yeah, not yeah yeah you do you do that well i would um, t- I have a notepad right so i take notes and shoot i was so busy being a smarty pants i forgot my other question mm. oh dang it i forgot my other question shoot oh okay so let's go back to what you said earlier right um it was about your employer controlling that policy and it's only a limited policy and that triggered for me because um a family member of mine was a state worker and as a state worker their employee i mean their spouse was offered insurance coverage which they had taken out and like you said the average cost of funerals was how much ten fifteen thousand dollars okay so oh i just remember my other question so i think the policy was like either 10 or 15, because it, it wasn't that significant amount. But at the time, um, it was very tight. So do you suggest that, because I know in order for it to increase certain in life insurance policies through the employer, um, your spouse or your loved one may have to go through some type of rigorous physical physicals and what have you so would you suggest that if the employer offers that that they go ahead and capitalize on that and still invest in an additional policy because i feel like myself i have junior right ten thousand dollars ain't gonna do nothing for us yeah so that's the thing about it so that that coverage is only for you know um a funeral right but you have a family you working so that means you're providing income to that mm-hmm. family that household you have bills so that's why i say when we when i meet with a client 
I do I discovered the insurable need because the insurable need is something that you want to fund for the next seven to ten years down the road. So if something happened to you, you want your family to be protected for the, at least for the next seven to ten years. They don't have to worry about where the next meal coming from. They don't have to worry about how the house gonna get paid, or how to how they you know if you live in a certain lifestyle, you want that to continue to happen, you know after you leave. So to answer your initial question about you know getting a physical exam and stuff like that, that doesn't even if you go outside to an outside insurance carrier. Um, outside of your job, that does not omit you from possibly getting a, uh, we call it a um, a paradigm exam. So that's just a, a check your blood pressure, they do some blood work, and they do a um, urine analysis. So, and they get that information back to the insurance company, and they, and they review it, and they determine, you know, what's your, what's your risk factors. So then that's how they determine if you will be covered or not. Um, so if the job offers you additional coverage, I would really assess you know, it, no, I'm saying in addition to what the job offers, oh. let's say, for example, one of our questions is they're asking what's best for a family of four. So, like, let's say if, you know, I know if a policy only offers $10,000 and I have four kids, I'm not even say four kids, I'm just say one with me with Julia. I feel like for me and my family, based upon based off the information you provided, that not only would I go ahead and take advantage of what the job has to offer, but I think it would also behoove me to go ahead and take advantage of a whole life policy as well. Because as a whole life policy, um, as we're paying into it, like you said earlier, is building cash value. And that may be beneficial to me, even if something does not happen to my spouse or to myself, that we may have those funds available that we may need to use for our kids. Am I correctly yeah. assessing what that is? A, that's a correct assessment. And I would add to that, if you have kids that's under the age of 18, so I see the question of family four, if you have kids under the age of 18, they can actually ride your policy. So if something was to happen to them, they will be able, you will be able to find a claim on that policy and you can have the coverage for them as well. You don't have to have an additional policy on, they can ride your policy. But know that the age Whoa. of eight. Whoa. Wait, what? Yes. So your your child, that's something that's called a rider. So it's called a child rider. And your child can ride your policy and have those same benefits that you have, those same living benefits if something was to happen to them, a stroke, heart attack, or cancer, which is chronic terminal illness. Um, they, You will be able to get paid out from that policy. Or if your child was to pass, you will be able to get paid out from that policy because they're riding that policy. So just to make sure I'm not having a hooked on phonics moment because we know I'm a little special. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I'm just oh, okay. Cause it got real quiet. Um, I'm a little hooked on phonics at times. And I think you know this. So what you're telling me is I can go out and get me a $500,000 policy. I can make junior or any, is there a cap on that? You said under the age 18. So any of my kids that are under the age 18, they can be a rider on my policy. So if an event that something happens to them, they'll, I'll be able to use that benefit for them without an additional outside policy with a premium. Correct. Well, damn. But that's different from what we said earlier. If your child turns to the age of 22. Yeah. That's he, a different kind of policy, right? That's a different policy. That's a policy on him. But if you want him to, you can add him as a rider on your policy and it will have the same benefits that you have as the one who owns the policy. Okay, so let me say this. Well, 
I'm still, my mind is still blown because I'm wrapping my head around because I'm thinking right now, okay, number one, I need to get a policy for myself. So we have to schedule a separate appointment and I bet you I won't miss that one. Number two, we need to schedule it for my husband. I bet you he won't miss that one either. Number three, I need to establish a policy for Junior. I mean, he has insurance, life insurance right now, but I feel like now that I know that I can set up a different policy for him that we can actually uses the savings. And then when he turns 18 or whenever that policy matures in 10 years, which will be 22, he can use that to purchase his first income property. That could be his down payment and closing costs for his first income property. If not pay for the whole income property. Husband, come in, because I was just talking about you. What I did. You didn't do anything. So come in, let me tell you what Jared just taught me. Jared. What, me and the whole universe. Have a seat. So, I'm not at my best. Whatever, dude. So, Jared, I don't know if you ever met my husband, husband, Jared, Jared, husband. What's up, bro? So, this is what we're talking about. We're talking about life insurance. So, this is what Jared just taught. Listen. You've been trying to kill me off for the last five, six years. What's up? Did you really have to say that with a public reaction when everybody talks about life insurance? <laughs> when the husband and wife. Go ahead. So, this is what Jared taught me. Jared taught me that, for example, if I'm going to use me since I'm trying to take you out. So if I, if I was to have a $500,000 life policy, that our kids that are under the age of 18, that they can be a rider on the policy. So if something was to happen to them, that they can use that, well, we can use that benefit to take care of whatever their situations are. So you're trying to kill the children out too. All right, husband, it's time to go. Back to me. No, sir, you have, you have something that's called living benefits that's along with the policy. So if something happened to him medically, you'll be able to uh, use that policy to cover whatever the case may be. So say if he get in an accident, uh, he get a stroke, or you have like a massive medical condition that occurs, you'll be able to tap into that policy. Go ahead, say something slick, because it's killing you. So you trying to kill me off the... No. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> What, y'all on live or something? Yeah, we're on my live podcast. Really? Mm -hmm. Well, wow, congratulations. If something happens to me, check the wife. Can you bring me some water, a little smart ass? Yeah. Anywho, um, so, okay. Water. Please. <clears throat> so now, because we're living in the age of COVID, right? Yep. How does COVID affect insurance coverage? So COVID is just like a med another medical condition that occurs on your health record. So if you have a positive COVID test result in your medical record, uh, they will assess it as if they would assess it if you had, you know, a, you went to the doctor for uh, pneumonia or whatever the case may be. I mean, it's really the 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 verdict is really not out yet because we're still in the pandemic. It's COVID still going on. That COVID mm -hmm. is going on. So uh, that doesn't stop an insurance company from providing coverage to you. Because they have the whole medical program. That's that one, you know, result. Okay, so I'm answering the question. I'm sorry. Um, the question was, can a two and three-year-old be added to their parents' policy? And my answer is yes, as a writer, that they can. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So... Well, there's another question that says, does age determines the premium? Yes. Oh, I didn't even see that. Good job. Thanks, Jared. Thank you. Um, so 
that's for the positive COVID test. But what if in the event that, you know, hey, I don't have any COVID or whatever, whatever, and I'm, I'm granted the policy. Is there like, um, I know in real estate, we have a separate addendum notification that we give in the event of COVID, maybe preventive when it comes down to completing the transaction. Is there such a thing that's established when it comes down to um, the health, the life insurance? Like if I was to go ahead and get a, a health insurance, I'm sorry, I keep saying health because that's how long y'all had me in the hospital. All I think is health insurance. I'm brainwashed. But anywho, um, so let's say I contract COVID. Would that be an excluded thing, like you know how um, they have pre-existing conditions. I mean, mm-hmm. it wouldn't be technically pre-existing, but because it's now part of a pandemic, would it be an excluded illness? I guess is what I'm trying to ask. As of today, there hasn't been any recent um, white papers and newsletters that been released that say that it is an exclusion. Okay. Uh, good news is once you have been um, awarded your policy, it doesn't matter what happened to you after that, you're covered. You're locked in. Um, so it's best to get coverage when you're healthy. And if you have some medical conditions, we have to list that on the application when we submit it to the carrier because they have to do a full assessment. And like I said, they're going to pull your medical record anyway. So it's best to be truthful. And, um, the unique thing that I, my position is that I'm an insurance broker. So I just don't work for one insurance carrier. So if one denies you, I can try another. And if the other one denies, I can try another one. So in each insurance company, they have different, you know, criteria underwriting requirements. Um, So that's the unique advantage. But I would say the best advice I can give you, if you're you're healthy, uh, if you don't have coverage, go get coverage. Okay. So... If in the event that I have had a medical condition in the past, um, because, you know, as African-American, we have more things that we're susceptible to, like hypertension, um, diabetes. You know, we have a lot of comorbidities that a lot of other races do not have. So me at 46, right? So we're going to share a little bit of my, my, my PHI, right? My private health information. Well, you made that decision to disclose, so that is I your right. It- that is my right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so I've had, you know, an issue with hypertension, right? Yeah. It's what African-Americans, a lot of us, not all of us, but a vast majority of us um, do have an issue with. Now, my hypertension is actually, by the way, under control due to diet and exercise. I'm not taking any medications for it. But if I was to have something like that, would or could that potentially be something that would affect my insurance premium? Let's say if I had a history of cancer or a history of, uh, I don't know, whatever, that could possibly affect my premium amount? Yes. So um, so during the application process, those questions are all asked. And if you do have a medical condition, they're going to want to know what type of medication you're on, what's your dosage, how often you take it. Um, so initially when we go on through the application, I'll basically give you a quote and then say, Hey, this is what I'm quoting you at. But after the insurance company, they take the application and start doing the process. Uh, they may come back and say, okay, we'll approve you for coverage, but we're going to go up on premium. All right. 
and you have a right to say i will set on the amount that um you know my broker has presented to me and that's what i'm set on so hey jared let's find something else that's going to fit in my range uh, but coming out of that is nine times out of ten um if you have a medical condition and one insurance cover it uh carrier may look at it one different way another one may look at it the same way they may look at it different it just depends on how the underwriting department is set up so um, it could yes possibly affect your premium amount okay so in other words i can have a pre-existing medical condition well it depends upon the severity of that medical condition that may affect the premium once it's been submitted to underwriting because they will along with after review of my medical records right. but just because i have a medical condition doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to skyrocket or Correct. that i may be denied for coverage so basically i'm asking i knew the answer to that question but i wanted to ask that question to dispel the disbelief that if you do have a medical issue or if you've had medical problems in your past that you cannot get coverage i want to dispel that that's why i asked that question because a lot of people think you know oh i could be suffering with diabetes but your diabetes may be under control and it may have been under control for a very long time and so long as you're taking your medications as prescribed and you're following the doctor's orders that's a that's a horse of a whole different hue in comparison to someone who's not taking their medications who are not following their diet and now they're in the emergency room every other day because they have gangrene or this or that and the other now they have an amputee and this that and the other so that's completely different but i just wanted to dispel that if you are having a medical issue and it is under control and you're receiving the proper medical treatment that's completely different from you just out here Oh, I know I have, you know, a heart blockage, but I'm about to eat this big old pork chop sandwich every day. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's, I want to clarify that because I think a lot of times, um, especially in our community, as well as in the Hispanic community, since there isn't that communication of understanding exactly that they're under the impression, they always think first no rather than first yes. But even with insurance and anything else, you always have to ask the question and you always have to try. I'm a firm believer in at least I'm going to try and be told no than never to try at all. Another thing I would add to that, the, the glitter insight from an insurance carrier standpoint, they trying to assess the risk of providing coverage to you. So if you have a medical condition and they see that, like you said, that you're is controlled, uh, you're doing what you need to do. And they'll maybe even say, okay, let's do a paradigm exam. Let's take your blood. Let's take your analysis. Let's do a blood pressure check just to make sure that you're under control. And if you're doing what you're supposed to do, your results won't come back fine and they're going to provide coverage to you. Like I had many clients that had to have a urinalysis and a blood, um, a blood, check and um, blood pressure check and they still got approved for the policy so what they insurance company is trying to do is determine how much risk are we taking on to provide coverage for this person and if you contrary to whatever your medical condition was and you're not taking care of it they're not going to provide coverage for you because the, the risk is heightened for them so that means right. that if i provide coverage for you something can happen to you at in a shorter period of time so mm -hmm. uh, that's just a little insight from an insurance uh, company standpoint of how they're looking at you and providing coverage to you. So once again, if, if you're young, if you're healthy, um, you don't have any medical problems, 
the time to get coverage is now. You want to, you don't want to wait until you start having medical conditions to think that oh now I need to get coverage. That is not the appropriate time for you to do that. You have to do it when you're when you're healthy, um, because you're gonna get a good premium amount that you can always go up on at a later date. If you want to add on additional coverage, you can do that at a later date. But if you want to lock it, you want to at least have something. And something starts with at least a term policy because that's something that's affordable and you can get a, a, a huge coverage amount. So one carrier I work for it is the lowest they provide for a term like policy is $250,000 death benefit, right? With the riders, with the riders and with the um, with the uh, living benefits. And that is not going to cost you no more than $20, $30 a month. So can anybody spare $30 a month? Yes. No, I was saying I could. Um, if I, if I, I, you know, I ain't been in the mall lately. I've been doing better with my life. I ain't got, I ain't got a full time yet. Okay, just fine. So anyway, so let me, let me also say this. We're gonna also have another PHI moment. Um, because I know I'm very transparent, so I, I don't really give two cares. But anyway, so me, I'm a cancer survivor, right? And I've been cancer free for a while, like a couple of years. Okay, thank God. But that does not mean that I no longer qualify for health insurance, I mean, life insurance, right? Um, because when you review medical records and, you know, they used to have a little. Hello. Well, I guess I improvise for the time being. Uh, I just answered a question from uh, from the comment section about surgery. Uh, yes, that is going to be reviewed um, with the insurance. I'm assuming that the descendant with the insurance company view the results of the annual physical requests for a new medical examination. Let's say if the if the annual physical was done less than six months. So they during the application process, they're going to ask you when the last time you actually went to uh, the physician. Uh, when you seen your doctor and what was the reason for the visit? Um, that's pretty much it. They're going to reach out to your doctor's office and request the medical records and whatever the doctor documented in that um, in your medical record at that period of time. That's what they're going to assess uh, for coverage for you. Any more questions? Just want to stay on behalf of who they want entertainment. I apologize for whatever turbulence we are having during this broadcast. It is not my fault. Thank you very much. Okay, she says she is locked out. How do You're welcome. 
Latasha was kicked out, and she's trying to get her way back on in. Uh, right. So I guess we'll ask the audience if, if this would be a little quick Q&A section, if you guys have any questions. Exactly. We'll be happy to answer your questions until we get the senior host back on. Right. Okay, hold on. I'm tripping. All right, now I'm locked it. Okay. Uh, can you read that question? I see. Okay. It's like a little. Hold on one one moment. One moment. I got you. Okay. Oh, so it's at the bottom. Okay, and then, okay, it says, what if there is a future known surgery? Will that affect the premium? Um, so there's a question on the application that asks you if you have anything that's upcoming um, and you have to be truthful and listed. But would it affect the premium? That could be a yes and no, depending on what the uh, surgery is. Like, for instance, say if you're going to get a hysterectomy or something like that, um, I don't foresee that as being a material impact on the increase of your premium. So it's all dependent. It's case-by-case -case basis and based on your health situation. And she's back, ladies and gentlemen. Still can't hear you. You had to point that out first. <laughs> Nope. Sorry, it sounded like a deaf mute. <laughs> we don't. You know, there's a mute. There's a mute button on your screen that you can hit and unhit to see if that works. Right. No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you're just tuning in, this is not what usually goes on during the Looks Like podcast. But hey, this is what happens when you deal with who they want. Primarily, sometimes. <laughs> We're just going to power through, and if she got to speak through us through the screen, then we'll work. <laughs> okay, let's try to work through this. You were saying you was a cancer survivor for so long, and then after that, it went deaf. <laughs> so I'm just trying to reiterate where you would come from, but I don't think I know how to do that well since he did q a's i'm going to do quick announcements make sure after this show it's over you tune in to who they want podcast show and hopefully everybody stays on actively during the broadcast it's going to be a super phenomenal show i'm sorry i'm not bragging <laughs> much love to leading tuesday night primetime show looks like podcast Hopefully she'll have a voice back soon, ladies and gentlemen. So I, I just have something to talk about to the, the audience is how much education do you receive in your community that you in about uh, financial products, whether that be annuities, retirement, insurance, uh, how often are those conversations happening and how many professionals do you know that's within the five mile radius that you can reach out to and say, hey, I, I'm thinking about doing this. 
um, you know, can I get some advice, right? And I, I probably could imagine that it's not that many uh, traditionally in the insurance industry has been middle-aged um, white men um, in America, and they used to go door to door and knock on doors and sell insurance. That's not happening no more. Nobody is knocking on my door trying to sell me insurance. So, um, and and do you can you go to an insurance office? The office that's in your area. One of some of these national carriers like uh, Mutual Omaha, um, American National, John Hancock. Like these are you know big companies that's in the financial services game. And you can't have access to them. So, you know, part of you gaining access for a representative is things like this, like a podcast. And I commend Latasha for inviting me on to be able to share this with you guys. Because the idea is to, if you don't get nothing from this podcast today is that you walk away educated. Uh, you have uh, your, you have a knowledge or information that you didn't have before that you can kind of think about and talk to your families about and uh, make action on it because everybody has to die one day and you want to make sure that your family is protected you don't want no uh you know the emotional toll will already be something that you know people have to deal with and people handle it um you know different ways but you don't want that financial stress to be on them as well you got to figure out i got debt you got to figure it out <laughs> right uh i got a uh, expenses you got to figure it out. So you don't want to leave that upon your family, on your loved ones. You want to go ahead and get them protected. So um, that's my spiel. Natasha, are you back? Sorry, I received. She said, thank you no. for sharing with us. So are you dismissing me? No, oh, okay. she's not. Okay, and then the next person says, how do we get in contact with you, please? Okay, so I can um I can give you my phone number, and I don't know if we can add this to the chat. Okay, give me one moment. Mm-hmm. 850-510. Two six one two. And just say, I want to, you know, just reach out to me. Let me know your name. Uh, let me know that you uh, met me through this um, podcast and you're interested in learning more information and you want to get set up with a co uh, consultation. I don't charge nothing for consultations. Uh, once again, my job is to educate people um, on insurance products to, to show them how it could benefit them so uh feel free to reach out to me we can set up a time i have zoom so uh we'll be able to meet each other face to face through zoom no we can't hear you latash here in the south we have a dixie red a policy called dixie red are you familiar with it can you explain no i'm not familiar with that policy what can you explain a little bit? Maybe I know about different terms. Can you explain a little bit more just from the abstract what it is? That was a joke. Wait, no. 
think he responded underneath, so let me come up for you people. Oh, wait, I think it was. He said, hi, I'm not dealing yeah. with you, Paul. We're not dealing with you, sir. We're not. <laughs> they my dicks, you right? <laughs> not dealing with you, Paul. We're not. We're trying to see if the queen is still going to be able to give her phenomenal statement before we exit, ladies and gentlemen. So bear with us. Oh, she's probably scheduling a meeting or something. My dick's great. <laughs> he said it. If not, Polly got the dust too wet. I appreciate you for helping us improvise, Paul. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, nothing, Tosh. <laughs> nothing. <laughs> She's gracious. So think now we're losing Jared. Is that what we're gonna do? Oh no, nah, no, nah, I'm coming back in. <laughs> Many blessings to you too, Paul. When you interact with us. Okay. So are you ready to close out, Tasha? Just kind of give me some feedback here. Let us know what we're doing. Just type it. I'll read it. It's okay. I got you. This is what a super producer does. Cover for you. I don't do sign language. Is that your way of saying we're done with the show? I, I sent you a link. Can you can you use it? You can't hear us either. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Until we fix these technical difficulties, this concludes this evening's segment of Looks Life Podcast. You've enjoyed a wonderful educational moment with the great Jared Cotton and the phenomenal Latasha McDowell. We hope you tune in with us next Tuesday at 7 p.m. And we'll have a better stream for you guys. I promise. And we're out. No, I got this. I got that. But I'm willing to make sure we safe that we scrape. End of the day. That's real. You know I respect so, that one hundred Think about it, man. Like, um, let's say like your grandma, like your grandparents and stuff, man. You know you to the store. Let's say they send you to the store, they give you their debit card, or they'll give you like a, a $50, $20 bill, go buy some simple stuff.
And then mm. let's say you go to the store, you buy the silver stuff, and you come back with no chain, or you come back, she got like fifty dollars on the debit card to the store, like maybe fifteen dollars worth of stuff. But you see, you want to buy because you are responsible. Or you be like, oh, grandma, I paid, man. It ain't nothing but, you know, bounce potato, but what, $34 and some change, you $80. It's okay. I got it. That ain't the point. The point is. Principles, yep. <laughs> principles. It ain't the point of what you got. I may have $300. I can have $300, but grandma don't want my $300. She gave me her card to go do what she wanted me to do. Is to go do what she wanted, wanted, you know what I'm saying, and come back with results. Not go back with, not go back hey. with advance, but come back with the results. <laughs> Absolutely, hey, we done so all they, been there. I should hope we done been tempted with that move. Yes. <laughs> like you may go on the store, you may. I want some ice cream. It's something. You know it's on there. Mm-hmm. But you know you ain't ice boy, even though you know she do it but it's just the fact that i'm the favorite grandson because rakeem no she gave rakeem that card rakeem coming back with five bags of chain chill everything else three fade goals two chocolate balls (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna make some extra stuff too i know you eat it i ain't want that boy I ain't want that. I just want you to go to the store and get what that? What that? You came back with thirty. You know what I'm saying, man? Crazy, man. <laughs> hey. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Inner strength and so personal dealing. I, I believe that, like, like that's a lot of. I think a lot of inner strength comes with, or should I say, inner strength really should kick in when it comes to simple situations. I'm like there's a lot of stuff don't gotta be done for people to choose. You know what I'm saying? Like I tried my best to the ones I'm close the ones I'm close to. I try my close and they eye. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't I ain't never want them like nothing crazy like that. Poker Never wanted them to do that, man. Like I always try to be, be like compared to who I introduce you to. And I just wanted to develop it into something like okay. I don't know what that ain't got nothing to do with me. You know what I mean? Like he never did this to me. Stuff like that. I right. think too, that's like how family members um favorites and stuff. Mm. It just depends. It depends, man. But I'll, um, I know my, I guess the reason why I'm so strength is, I know my grandma stopped me today and she was like, she gave me when I like first started driving. I could have been maybe like 14, maybe. And she was like, I'm going to give you the car. You know you're not supposed to go nowhere where you're supposed to. Gave me the keys. I got the free will to do what I want. To do it, she like. But you know how far you go. I can go nowhere. Only thing I can do is drive. I can do it. Just go up and down the 
gotta make sure you implement the discipline as you speaking of too because don't just say you got inner strength and then you weak-minded and as soon as that nothing no good come your way you done dived in and i'm gonna be like homie what happened to inner strength oh uh, man didn't you see that walk past us <laughs> so you gotta have that discipline right. be like nah bro i'm good just take me back home it's <laughs> <laughs> crazy there's a lot of stuff goes in with it, man. Like, like you can't have no okay, what it is, no matter what you're doing, you gotta have some type of guys to yeah, you could be you could be the young man. You gotta have some type of plan of like you know you to get this lawnmower just go out here and just cut it over. You know you gotta get rain, pull it a certain way, uh switch the lawnmower, get the weed either trim it you know what i'm saying you want it do it like that just ain't fit to go in there just go yeah, cut absolutely. the yard zoom 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 no you gotta make sure the blades level just right even with that everything you come with strategic plan got to absolutely crazy no make this i think everything everything work out pretty good though Absolutely. It's really the field, man. Ladies and gentlemen, you, it's hope really the field. We'll see y'all next Saturday on It's Real in the Field with Blizz D. You already know who they want entertainment. We out here.